Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Audible Farm Podcast. It's episode number 40, and this week I'm sitting down with Hannah McClymonds. Hannah is a beginner guitarist, and I thought it'd be a good idea to bring a beginner on here to, you know, kind of spice things up a little bit and maybe bring people back to their roots on uh, some of the things they struggled with when they first started playing and, uh, you know, maybe reach out and give Hannah some pointers. I don't know. Uh, I had a great time sitting down talking with her. We've been bouncing ideas off of each other uh, back and forth over the last handful of weeks as she's been playing guitar, and we had a good conversation. And, um, you know, after, you know, well, I guess let's just get to the podcast first and I'll, I'll talk about some more of it afterwards. So this is episode number 40 with beginner guitarist Hannah McClymonds. It's the Audible Farm Podcast with your host, Peter Stockdale. Uh, I'm sitting down today with Hannah McClymonds. Is that right? McClymonds? Yeah, that's right. All right. McClymonds. 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 Not McClemons. Not McLemons. McLemons. <laughs> McClymonds. All right. Yeah. All right. I got it. So uh, you and I have actually been discussing playing guitar for the last handful of weeks. Yes. And you've been playing for a while, right? Uh, what constitutes a while? I don't know. Here, let's pull that microphone up this to way? you. Yeah. Point it like into your face. and then talk. Yeah. Then just talk into the bottom of it. Are you talking to the bottom? Yeah, talk talk straight into the bottom, like all the way through it. How do you direct? No, like that. You got to direct your voice. I'm too quiet. Uh, yeah, kind of. Oops. Let, ah. let me mute that. I'm sorry. All right. So You're host. <laughs> I'm the host, I guess. Yeah. So, anyways, we're uh talking. I've let's put it this way. I've been a little sick this week and I'm on cold medicine. So if this is an odd interview, I, I apologize. Um, I was more looking for just a conversation with somebody and, uh, you're kind of, you've been playing for a while. How long have, how long have you been playing a guitar or how long have you owned one? I've owned a guitar probably since my middle school years, middle school. So, yeah. And how long have you been like seriously trying to play the thing? Um, I picked it up. Shit. Oh God. Can you, you can't swear on this. Can you? You could say whatever you want. All right. Um, well, I've been playing it since uh, middle school. I actually learned in middle school. One of my teachers, I think, at Humboldt High School taught the whole sixth grade how to play. Yeah, I remember something about yeah, that. Yeah, Mr. I'd, Miller. It, we didn't get to do that, but you oh, guys did. Out. So it yeah. was fun. Um, but it's it's been since then. And then I kind of dropped off the face of the earth there and then picked it up pretty seriously about, what, four months ago? All right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty green. I'm new. Yeah. So you like, you basically just like learned some of the basic chords and stuff when you were younger and then hadn't really played in a long time. Yeah. I would say picking it up though, I'm, I'm pretty musically inclined. So relearning all that stuff. Yeah. It was, it was a little easier than, than expected. Yeah. To relearn all that, but. Did you play, I mean, well, you must have played other instruments if you learned how to play the guitar and bands. So what yeah, other instruments yeah. did you play? I played uh, alto saxophone, tenor saxophone, uh, um, played trumpet there for a little while. That's, That's pretty it. cool. Um, teaching myself piano, I don't know. So what, did you switch between all these instruments like in school or did you? Oh, yeah. You just couldn't stick to one, or what's the deal? Um, I got bored pretty easily, I think. Yeah. Uh, I always wanted to learn. I just wanted to learn uh, more shit to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, if you look up on the screen here, Mm -hmm. this one is your, like, line of audio, and it wiggles when you make noise, and so far... Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. And so far, yours hasn't wiggled much, so... Why? Because you're not talking into the microphone. It's because I'm fidgeting too much. (laughs) You have to, like, scream into the shit. No, you don't. You just have to talk like normal into it. Um, but yeah, this is you. So like if you say something, it'll wiggle. I have to fidget. I'm nervous. Yeah, I understand. It'd be nervous. <laughs> so like the thing about this is, is like you're one of the first uh, non-experienced guitar players yes. that's been on the podcast. And uh, I wanted to bring you on the podcast to kind of talk about like some of the first things that you, um, when you first started learning on your own, kind of struggled with or like the things mm. that you places you would go to learn the things you would learn or like what songs you kind of went towards um kind of maybe to draw parallel parallels between your first experiences and mine or uh, maybe even bring back some fond memories from other people yeah. listening 
So uh, I struggled with probably everything. It was, it was, it's hard. <laughs> it Guitar is, is hard. It's not as easy as you think no, it is. No, it's not. And and you think you're gonna pick it up and le- like learn the the gist of it in like a month? Uh, you're yeah. wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. So uh, yeah, it was hard. Um, I was talking to you the other day about how my hands are little. It's an excuse, and you're like, no, that's not an excuse. Yeah, because there's people with big hands that are like, my hands are too big. Yeah. It, but it's like, well, what's the sweet spot then? Yeah, you know? exactly. And, and you can't say that your hands are too big because there's people with like ludicrously long banana fingers playing guitar, <laughs> yeah. and they yeah. they shred the hell out and of they're it. So still, they're still so good. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Um, trying not to make excuses for myself. Uh, that's a little uh, thing I'm struggling with too. Yeah, I, that's definitely the thing I've maybe in like everything have always struggled yeah. with because I always like just have like a, an excuse like loaded in my holster already yeah, just right. ready to go. Yep. And you learn that that's pretty detrimental, even in just, not in just music, but like everything. And like everything, it's a yeah, metaphor for life. Because you want to yeah. just go in there and be like, well, it's, I did pretty good for only sleeping for four hours. And you're already, <laughs> you're already just like loading up these excuses or whatever. And it's like, that's just don't make that's an excuse. Right. Just go out and do it, I guess. Um, another thing we were talking about the other day was, uh, you had some calluses that you were starting to Should, build up yeah. on your fingers and that's, uh, I still remember being a kid and having that be like, that's well, right. I wouldn't say a kid, but I was in my late teens just being like, yeah, my fingers <laughs> are getting all calloused I up. I was so pumped. I actually sent you a picture of that. Um, yeah. I was like, yeah, my first callus is there. I'm so proud. Yeah. It's, uh, that is probably one of the, the most, the things I'm most proud of. It, it was cool to see. Like, I feel like when that happened i was like a schoolgirl all over yeah yeah Yeah, i remember growing up and just like you get a little bit of a callus and you mm -hmm. and your buddies are just like oh look at these calluses i got and everyone's just comparing calluses like it's talent you know but but still you're like (laughs) high-fiving each other like look at all this time i put in oh yeah high fives and yeah you know it's it is what it is those like little victories that you get because you know your fingers do hurt when you first start playing and when the calluses come in they uh they hurt a little less when the calluses come in you know because it's a little bit of extra padding or whatever it is but and then i figured out that um it's easier that way what is with callus fingers oh easier to play oh yeah you think yeah i uh i guess i never really thought too much about it um I think so. I think uh, when you're trying to push on on the strings and you don't have callus fingers, well, it hurts like a bitch. So yeah, I I never think too much about that because like since I was young, my fingers have always been pretty calloused, and it's not unless I play like you know hours and hours, and then yeah. then I kind of get that pain again. But I I never think too much about the calloused fingers thing until um, when you sent me the picture of your mm-hmm. calloused fingers. I was like, well, heck, I just got done playing, so I'll take a picture of mine. And I I had played a a show at the Humboldt Arts Center mm-hmm. and leading up to that I'd put so many hours of playing in on electric and acoustic guitars and just just doing anything I could to prep myself for that show. I don't know why I was so nervous, but it was just hours and hours every day of just playing and playing and playing and and I had some ridiculous calluses built up and since then I haven't played as much as as that. So um the other day when I played yeah. a bunch I ended up just tearing my calluses yeah, up a bunch and ripped up. And took a picture of them. I was like, yeah, check this out. <laughs> I ended up sending them to a couple other people too, like uh Vince from uh my Iowa Central buddy that I did a podcast with not too long yeah. ago. Yeah. It was just one of those fun things to be like, Yep, just uh shredding it up but <laughs> at the same time like that's kind of showing how your calluses are going away so yeah. it's maybe you need to play uh, a little play more. a little bit more um, yeah knock on the head <laughs> yeah i probably should play a little bit more but uh i don't know just being under the weather and stuff lately like hasn't really helped too much yeah. i i find myself not like just being really lethargic about picking up the guitar and wanting to play stuff and like make noise and sit next to speakers yeah and, I think that's the opposite for me because I'm playing on an acoustic guitar right now. And like when I get home from work, like that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to do that. I don't want to just sit there and do nothing. Yeah. So like all day at work, I miss my guitar. Yeah. You know, <laughs> people are like, oh, I miss my bed. Such a long distance relationship with my bed. And I'm like, oh, I miss my guitar. Yeah. <laughs> so you just want to play it. Yeah. It's kind of fun when you start to like figure one thing out and then the next thing. And then you realize that, uh, you can just kind of learn anything as long as you stick your mind to it yeah. and keep keep going with it. And then it becomes a fun thing because you always have these challenges that are mm-hmm. open to you. Um, when I first started playing, it was definitely like that, too. I always felt like, man, now that I can play this one song or that other song, I could probably play just about anything. Too, yeah. you know. And so you just start looking up all these other songs you think you can play and stuff like that. Um, I mean, I eventually felt like I plateaued and quit playing as much and, yeah. and such, but... Uh, 
that's always that's going to be another thing I, f- I feel like sooner or later you'll probably run into that battle or maybe you already had the plateau moment when you were younger when you started playing do you think uh, or what what do you think was the thing that sparked you to play now as opposed to then like what was less entertaining about it then than it is now I think uh, when I was younger I kind of had a limit um I don't, I don't want to say like financial wise but um like uh things that were accessible to me, I I feel. Um, I kind of had to do it all on my own. Didn't really know how to when I was younger. Yeah. But now I have, like, everything at the tip of my fingers now. Oh, yeah. So, like, YouTube. I'm really horrible at YouTube videos, though. Um, Like, I I told you before, like, watching somebody play, that's probably the easiest for me. Yeah. But um, I just feel like everything's more accessible now. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, I mean, I totally understand that. Um, like to go along with that, we were talking a little bit about uh, you know a few weeks ago, you wanted a, a new guitar, mm-hmm. and you had uh, like a first act guitar. That's I mean, it's nothing against it; it works. Yeah, it, uh, yeah I, you're you're t- you're done with it. <laughs> I'm done with it. Yeah. yeah. So um, you were like, I've got this budget of of X amount of dollars, and I'm I'm, I'm willing to spend this on this thing that I want to do for a long time. And I said maybe we see what's on the used market first yeah. because believe it or not, there's a lot of really good used gear out there. And that's something that, uh, me being the guy that, that I am that has been playing music for so long and has been able to see like what guitars are worth what and how well they last mm-hmm. over time. I just, I've spent so much time on Craigslist and, and Facebook marketplace and reverb and guitarcenter.com and just scrounging around for all the gear and stuff. Yeah. I said, let's just look for something online. And we did find, an acoustic guitar for you online shout out to matt yeah (laughs) whatever your last name is (laughs) yeah it was way way under your price range and it's and it was actually i I mean we discussed it it was like um just past a beginner's levels guitar Mm -hmm. you know somewhere in the beginner to intermediate level and it was inexpensive it came with a case it was it was hard to beat for the price and and stuff and it's beautiful and it sounds beautiful yeah so like you can't beat it yeah but that's it's definitely a good point to make out. I would have never probably bought a used guitar had I not consulted somebody. Yeah. So, uh, I'm thank you. Yeah. So it doesn't <laughs> always take like, but that's the thing you don't know when you're younger. It doesn't take all of the money in the world to buy this. Yeah. Super this, expensive thing to be badass and awesome yeah. or whatever you know. Like start out in the trenches. Like yeah, that's what I got to do. So. Yeah, and I mean, when I first started, it was the same way. I didn't buy a, a used piece of gear until. Oh man, like my third amp I bought, you know, and yeah. it was something like that. And I bought like an amp head that was that was used. It was the PV Triple X. It's actually sitting right over there. It's the silver faced one, but yeah, it's got like mud flap girls on it. If you look <laughs> at it really close, but it sounds really good. It was a nice amp. I used that for years and years and years and years. But uh, yeah, it was it was a long time before I finally trusted the used market. And then when I finally got into it, it was like there's nobody out there that's gonna just rip you off because you get, you're gonna know like yeah who they are if they're on Facebook and you're going to meet them face to face and you're going to see this thing beforehand. And most people will, Hey, I'll bring an amp with to show you what it sounds like yeah. to prove that it works and yeah. everything. And Matt did that. So we actually met up at a hotel and he brought an amp and I was like, oh, you're like godsend. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. And there's yeah. good sellers like that out there everywhere. I mean, I, I sold a pedal to a guy that, uh, I hadn't played in like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And I, I said, I'm, I, send it to him and and I sent him a message over Facebook said I haven't tested it. if it doesn't work just let me know and apparently it didn't so he sent it back and I gave him his money back so rock and roll I mean I've tested it and it seems to work on my stuff but I don't know if it was just an issue with his his gear or what the what the deal was but it's nicer to be honest you kind of figure out that not everyone out there is kind of out to get you even mm-hmm. though like you think used guitar salesman sounds a lot like used car salesman yeah a little bit <laughs> but, but I was actually really nervous uh to meet up i don't really know that scene uh, yeah. like the internet scene so um never met anybody to buy anything like that so uh-huh. i was really nervous i think i told you like oh shit i'm doing this yep so <laughs> i don't know uh but it went well it went well yeah that's i mean that's one of those things like we were talking about just you just kind of got to go out there and and go out and do this thing and if you're going out there and doing it I don't know. It seems to be a common theme in the podcast. As long as you're out there doing this thing, just do it. you just got to kind of go do it. And it's like, uh, you got to dip your toes into the pool sometime eventually. That's right. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy to think that, uh, in your infancy, you've, you've probably got a lot more knowledge than you think you do though, because, um, 
I mean, whether or not it be just bouncing some ideas off of me or um, I don't know if you have any other guitar playing friends at all. I do. So bounce some ideas off your other buddies and see what they've got to say about the whole idea. I'm sure they'd have a lot to say. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not like I'm short on words. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's also one of those things where uh, sometimes it's nice to get other people's perspective because a lot of this uh, stuff is based on tastes and preferences and stuff like that i think a lot of that too is like as as i grow my confidence will build yeah and i think that's a really big part yeah i mean you'll probably figure out what your wheelhouse Mm -hmm. is exactly you know what kind of stuff do you like to play or what are you kind of aiming to play or what was let's go back to the beginning what was the first song you learned on a guitar do you remember Knocking on Heaven's Door, yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's not so bad. Classic old, what song did you learn? That's it. It's not a bad one. I've, uh, I mean, gosh, I don't know. Mine was probably uh, Horse With No Name or uh, Not Enough by Our Lady Peace, believe it or not. Um, I learned how to play for Elise on the guitar as well. Uh, You know, just some like random songs where it was like, I wonder if this is a thing. And. (laughs) So, I mean, everybody's first song is always a weird one, but I'd call mine probably Horse With No Name because it's like the easiest song in the world. Yeah, Knocking On Heaven. That's so easy. Yeah. Uh, At first it was not. Yeah. Oh, You're like, why can't I play this? It's so easy. Yep. But (laughs) you're like, oh yeah, it's because I'm I'm new and I suck. But (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, no, I don't suck. I'm just new. Just new. Um, But yeah, Knocking On Heaven's Door, I'm actually learning... uh, you know what's hard? What's that? Tabs are hard. Tabs are difficult to get used to at first. Uh, trying to learn the intro to uh, Nothing Else Matters by Metallica. Yeah. yeah. What's, what's the most difficult thing about the tab? Um, I don't even know if it's reading the tabs. Um, it's when your fingers are like a little inexperienced uh, trying to get uh, different fingers on different frets on different strings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, definitely. Um when I first started reading tabs and things were going across strings more often than not, and I would have to like pick out like three of them and then mm-hmm. find them on the guitar and do those three and then get used to doing that over and over again and, and then, then do add a couple, yeah, add a couple yeah. more and then do it again and, and just keep doing that over and over and over again <laughs> until before you know it, you're playing like the whole intro to, to one by Metallica or something, you know, <laughs> just it's like, Oh crap, this is actually, isn't that bad. I'm, I'm doing it. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, I feel like that's the thing where some of it might be monotony that drives people wild when they first start learning the guitar. Some like people the impatience. Bingo. Like yeah. I talked to one guy about it and it was kind of funny because he said it was pretty much who can do something and be bored with it and keep doing it the longest is kind of what music and it's <laughs> that, like it's like a sh- oh, that's true, yeah. it's like a short minded way to look at it because if you really think about it it's just like learn a scale and now just like and do it over and just, over and just over do again. it forever yeah. and it's like oh different song different scale like just do yep. it over and over you know and, you know here's the you're gonna play this jam song it's one riff 400 times while like everybody solos you know it's like it doesn't get boring yeah a little bit but you can also add like once you start to learn different things you can add little bits here and there to spice it up add your own stuff exactly to change it just a little bit to make it more entertaining for you if nothing else and that's i feel like that's the plateau that i had to get over because i was monotony yeah because it was like to me it was like open chords or bar chords or power chords Mm -hmm. and that was like all i had for knowledge and and i mean even to somebody maybe in your your area where you're just like i have open chords and i'm learning power chords and i don't have any bar chords under my belt yet you know (laughs) so it's like you know even to you where you're like that seems like a lot but it's really you know you're closer to than you think to all of that yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't say the monotony is really on me um i think uh Everybody else gets more annoyed with the monotony when I'm playing around them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. So, uh, I mean, I don't know. I just uh, strive to learn. I need to learn. I need to learn all of it. Well, bless your soul for at least just having an acoustic and not making a bunch of noise on an electric guitar. Because <laughs> that was pretty much all I did. Just crank the guitar up to a bunch and then just make as much noise as you could. That's right. When I brought my guitar home, I took it out and I was uh, showing the fam. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, free bird! <laughs> oh, gosh. I just started playing nonsense notes as loud as I could, screaming free bird. So. Oh, gosh. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, that's my performance. 
you know, was, that's always one of the things where like you'll you'll get tired of people yelling "Freebird" before mm. you know it. But <laughs> I remember Jeremy Ober talking on a podcast, or maybe it was uh, might have been somebody else talking about Jeremy Ober. But they were mentioning how if somebody yells "Freebird" at them, um, occasionally they will bust it out. They actually just, play it just to you know kind of show them what's up <laughs> like because yeah. because nobody ever plays freebird when they yell freebird at them but <laughs> you never know brutal republic might yeah, so we're gonna play freebird yeah maybe that should be something uh you should learn when you just like next time your family's like freebird and you're you like oh, put it in oh their yeah face. yeah check it out you know i can play it but i do also feel when you first start learning guitar that when you have no frame of reference as to how difficult things are you can mm-hmm. learn things that are like ludicrously difficult without even thinking too much about how difficult they are um, whereas sometimes when you have more of a frame of reference, you're like, whoa, this is a little out of my league here. You know, it's, yeah. it's kind of one of those deals. If someone's like, Hey, you're going to drive a car and you've never seen a car before and you, and they're like, they point at a Ferrari and you get in it and drive it. That's just what you think it is. Like you all know? the cars. Yeah. This is every yeah, car. Like this is you know? all the cars. And then, but if it's like, Hey, you've been driving like a Honda hatchback for 20 years. That's like certified used car now get into a ferrari now you get into a ferrari and you're like i don't know if i want to even deal with this because even though you know how to do it you know you could if you had to it's still just kind of like uh this is a little crazy you know so i don't know some of that was like the intimidation factor held me back maybe i yeah i feel like if you're tackling metallica songs now you're probably not too intimidated (laughs) um i don't know let it's uh let's play my favorite songs right now I'm on that kind of roll. Let's yeah. play my favorite songs. Yeah, you find the ones you want to, you think yeah. are your favorite, and you go try and learn them. Yeah. I definitely went through that with uh, punk songs when I was growing up, with uh, the active input days when I was a youngster. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a lot of Newfound Glory and Sum 41, and mm-hmm. uh, there was... Like Blink-182. Uh, yeah, it's tons of fun. We never ended up playing any Blink songs, unfortunately, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, it was just a bunch of those kind of like punker songs like that. And I, on my free time, I would learn like Megadeth songs and things mm-hmm. like that to help cut my chops, um, help like uh, the strumming out and, <clears throat> excuse me, that's that cold. Uh, but like, I would have to say that playing punk music definitely helped out quite a bit because you would get used to, especially with like some 41, you would do a lot of... Uh, strumming patterns with palm muting and unpalm muting things and things like that. Maybe that's a little bit you know like i said past whatever you're doing at um, the moment. over my head a little bit but but uh right. yeah i mean it's nothing i couldn't i guess show you but here's another thing you're doing like pretty much all of this without any lessons yeah, from anybody kind of doing it on my own yeah and i and i really don't know how to gauge it I, i've never taken lessons before besides in middle school for a half an hour twice a week you know yep so um picking it back up now kind of teaching myself uh-huh. it's I don't know if it's harder or if it's easier. So I don't really know how to gauge it. Uh, did you take lessons? I never took guitar lessons. You taught yourself? I taught myself everything. I, I, I will have to say that I took one lesson from Josh Rupti when I was growing up. So um, there's hope. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> You're saying there's hope. Josh had a guitar shop in Humboldt for a while, and I took a, a lesson yeah. with him. Um, but other than that, I never really took lessons. I felt like everything that was... Um, teachable was easily accessible on the internet by the Mm -hmm. time I wanted to learn it. Um, when I first started playing guitar, there was like almost nothing on YouTube. You'd have to go to like people's websites and they'd have like videos on their website where it's just like, you know, Joe Schmo's guitar lessons.com. And you'd go there and it'd be some goofy looking dude in a hat, you know, and he'd just be all dadded out. They might as well have like new balance shoes on and stuff too. But he was like, the white ones with the Velcro. Yeah, totally. That's right. (laughs) But he was just like, this is how you play a blues lick kids. And you know, you click on the link on the side and like lesson number two. And like, okay. I don't even know how really helpful that is. I didn't, you know, that was the difficult part. Cause it was just like, how do I piece all this together? Mm -hmm. Cause you don't know if what the person's teaching you is like, um i guess like the correct thing to learn and and like what is correct or how correct is the correct thing um but not everything has to be you know i guess once you delve into that improv world not everything has to be so cut and dry all the time and that's hard too because as a beginner like everybody does things differently yes there are so many different ways and you're you don't know yep like you don't know yep play a g this way or this way or use these fingers or those fingers or actually i I think i played a g in front of you and using my pinky and you're like 
Yeah. Uh, Here, try this. Yeah, the issue with that, if we can uh, help everybody understand that, was you were having fret buzz yeah. while you were playing some chords. Mm-hmm. And I think the issue was that uh, your fingers, like A, uh, weren't close enough to the frets, and B, you were using your smaller three fingers mm-hmm. to play a G chord. You were using your pinky, your ring finger, and your middle finger, which is cool. There's a lot of people that do that because it leaves your pointer finger open to do fancier stuff mm-hmm. if you want to do like a, a walk down or a walk up from the g you know so it there's reasons why people do that but for the beginner sense yeah definitely use, not easier yeah use the stronger fingers yeah. um other people have super big fingers so they want to use the smaller ones because they get in the way but um you know you can learn it both ways i i always just said if you're having difficulty doing one thing just learn to skin the cat another way yeah. but you've always got to keep the other idea in your back pocket because there's a reason that somebody's doing things that way so like another one would be an e chord where a lot of people use these two fingers and their pointer finger Mm -hmm. and some people will use their okay so here i'm for everybody listening some people will use their middle two finger with their pointer finger and other people will use the ring and pinky finger and then use the middle finger to play what would be do 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 boop boop i think it'd be the third of the but yeah so they'll do that instead, but that like helps them tra- uh, travel up the neck to play bar chords easier. So there's like different reasons people do different things, but nobody ever really explains any of these things in a video. They're just like, this is how I do it. So do it this way. Or you just, like you said, if you're watching people on YouTube do it, you're yeah. just recreating what they're doing without understanding why their fingers are in a certain way. You kind of have to get to the bottom of everything. And, and that's like learning by yourself. I, I don't know if... It's more conducive to your guitar playing or if it's a, a hindrance, so. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't, it's, gosh, and that's such a tough thing because you definitely learn what you want to learn, but you also kind of get yourself stuck in a hole sometimes. I know. Or uh, leave yourself kind of high and dry without understanding what to do in a certain situation. Um, like, Let's put it this way, like when you want to learn tabs and sometimes like the solo on the tabs is just not quite right. And you mm-hmm. know, it's not because you're recreating it perfectly and it's just like, this doesn't sound right. So I'd like to fudge my own one in here. But if you don't know like what key things are in or what mm-hmm. scale to hit, you're just kind of like, oh, I don't know, but I know how to play pentatonic scales. <laughs> and like, can that fit in here? It does somehow, but I don't know how because nobody ever taught me how, you know, it's just stuff like that where you are stuck. Yeah, you, you're, you're stuck you're kind yeah. of, um, without trying to recreate it multiple multiple Mm -hmm. times um i don't know that was one thing that got me like when i first started playing it was like i wish i had somebody else sitting next to me playing stuff so i could play with them or whatever or or play along to something that had more timing with it Mm -hmm. so i could like keep my time better so i always i was trying to like find something that would help me and i ended up finding a looper pedal which i've got one sitting over here but uh what that would do is I would just like play a set of chords and then I would just loop them over and over again. Then you just practice your chords mm-hmm. by playing along to something that will never, ever change as long as you can play it the first time on the looper uh, perfectly. Decently, yeah. Yeah. So uh, then that got me started to be like, what if I wanted to solo over these chords? And then I, I didn't have to have one of my buddies come over here and play guitar <laughs> and embarrass myself in front of him trying to figure While out. While you're the, trying to solo. Yeah. Yeah. Figure out what I'm doing or like go on YouTube and, and, look up a jam track and listen to it 98,000 times and stuff. It was like, what if, you know, let's try and figure this out from the ground up where I'm at, you know, mm-hmm. cause like what chords sound good together first and then what key is that in and where can it go from? The, and, but in order to get to all of that, you've got to have some sort of base of knowledge. Yeah. So a lot of it is just like take it and run with it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's where I'm at. I, I mean, if you ever need anything, um, they're, they're, probably i would say about a half a dozen people in the area ish that would be willing to give lessons not that that's uh, a necessity for you because i'm sure you've got plenty of people to bounce ideas off of yeah i don't know i'm stuck i'm stuck i want lessons but at the same time like wouldn't it be a great feat to say you know like yeah. i did this on my own yeah you yeah know? definitely but um, I'm, I'm definitely, I don't lack humility, so <laughs> I yeah. always ask for help. So um, I, there's no shame in, I would say, getting lessons like that. But oh, yeah. I think at a point in time, I'm just like, a, yeah, let, let's, let's hammer this out on my own. Uh-huh. I, I think one of the benefits I had growing up was I took a music theory class in high school that they offered that I'm not sure they offered it when you were there, but uh, it was a college level, uh, like entry music theory class and it was just enough to spark my interest and figure out that like uh you know you got major and minor 
progressions for scales are different. Um, mm-hmm. You know, your whole, whole, half, whole, 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 half, and then your whole, half, whole, whole, half, whole, whole for your major <laughs> and minor. Yeah, it's just like you, how many steps you're taking, um, all that kind of stuff. But And then I started figuring out, like, from there, I was like, I wonder what modes are, and somebody explained modes to me on the internet. And I had to watch, like, five or six videos before I finally found somebody that explained it in a fashion that I could understand. And it, and it worked out really well. I liked it. Um, but it's still one of those things, like you said, you got to hunt down so many videos before mm-hmm. somebody finally says something in the fashion. Like, that, oh, it clicks. That yeah. clicks, actually. You know, and it's it's weird that it's you can go to like four or five videos where people who are explaining modes to you are explaining them to you in the actual way you should be learning them. But then somebody comes along and they're like, here's an easy trick to learning modes. And you're just like, oh, son of a gun. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was that easy. Doing it this whole time. Yeah, and you can just like cheat your way into knowing the thing without actually having to know the thing. And that's one of the things I feel like there's a lot of guitar people like don't actually know what they're doing, but they're like really good at doing what they're doing. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's a lot of it's just once you figure out patterns and shapes, you can just use whatever patterns and shapes you want to, uh, given whatever chords are being played around you. Which comes back to there's not really any specific set of rules but there are some rules so i think there's a couple rules there's some that you should definitely follow um but uh you know as far as having like i had alejandro trevino on on the podcast a few weeks ago and he's one of those guys that does not always follow the rules of music but he knows how to not follow them and make it still sound good (laughs) and you know kudos to him oh speaking of uh guitar lessons i did just see that he posted that he's going to be giving some lessons if anybody wants to give uh alejandro trevino hit him up i should double check to see what podcast episode he was but uh then you can get his info from that. Let's see here. If you're listening to the podcast now, this is episode number 40, and Alejandro is on episode number 37. So if you cruise down to that um, in the description, you'll find a way to contact him. But yeah, he did just start his own uh, lesson thing kind of going, and he would be a good person to hit up. As a matter of fact, I might even hit him up just for just for grins and giggles. It'd be nice to pick his brain for yeah, some knowledge. That'd I, be fun. And you know, that's the thing, though. Like As much as I say I've never taken lessons... Uh, you're kind of always in lesson mode yeah yeah. you're always learning from people um i mean i guess you're right whether it's a a physical person right there in front of you or it's a mm -hmm. youtube video or something on the internet i don't know yeah i guess you you are always taking lessons unless you're literally not talking to anybody or watching anything or yeah Mm -hmm. so yeah, I had the benefit of uh, Dan Blair would come over and play guitar with me quite a bit. And I did a did a podcast with him. I think it's episode number two. If I could scroll all the way down to the bottom of the list here. But I'm pretty sure that was episode number two. But the two of us actually sat down and did a lot of guitar playing together. And he and I were kind of on the same level where we were kind of embarrassed. Maybe not so much embarrassed on his part. But I was kind of just like, I don't know what I'm doing, you know. And I needed somebody to help me out. So Debo would come over and... We'd pick each other's brains for different things we learn online, and every week we'd come back with some new stuff that we'd learned, and he'd learn something different than what I would learn, so we'd kind of just like learn off of what each other were doing, or like, I'd be playing something, I'd hear, you know, I'll be playing some stuff, he'd be solo, and I'd be like, wow, what was that thing you were playing? And he'd be like, oh, it's this, and it's like, oh, sweet, so you're always kind of picking each other's brains for things, yeah. you know, nonstop, and after uh, him and I started playing and got good enough, I, I was eventually like, I'm going to join up with a band. So uh, I joined up with Three Finger Betty. And that was another situation where it was like, time to apply all this stuff. You know, like uh, they just sent me, pretty much just sent me the audio for songs. And we're just like, learn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and it's not like Three Finger Betty is like ridiculously difficult stuff. But there's some stuff in there I still had to ask him about because I was still pretty green. But it was nice to figure out like, oh, this song is in this key. Which means that these are probably going to be the chords that they use. And have a little bit of an idea of what yeah. you're actually doing. Yep. Yeah. So uh, you get like kind of that figured out. It was kind of nice because, I mean, even then I was I was kind of bouncing the ideas off of a bassist that was living in town. Uh, he still does live in town. His name's Tom Hanrahan. I've been trying to uh, get him to play more bass lately. But he was around uh, around at that time and we were kind of playing together and playing some of the Betty songs together and, and it was just kind of neat to get to figure out where somebody else was taking music because that's John Waugh's baby. John Waugh pretty much writes all the guitar stuff for Three Finger Betty and I did a podcast with John Waugh, that's episode 15, but it was kind of nice to get in there and be like, oh, this is how John writes music and these are the, you know, the chords he likes to use, these are the soloing kind of styles that he does or whatever and then 
you know, how can I add anything to that mm-hmm. on top of that or whatever? So I started adding my own little flair to it with little fills and stuff like that and whatever. But, uh, you know, it's, it's always, you're always in lesson mode. I ended up joining up with, uh, unity after a while. Cause I had gotten my chops up quite a bit, but even then it was just like, I don't know if I'm good enough to join a metal band, you know? And Sean Oaks, I did a podcast with him episode 10. He was just like, dude, you you got this. You just put your nose to the grindstone and you got this. So he sent me a bunch of files and it was crazy to sit down and be like, I got to play this many notes. <laughs> like, I don't think I can play this many notes, you know? And it was, it was from the point where like, in about a two-month time span, I went from not being able to play any of it to being able to play all of it. But I spent so much time, you know, just grinding away at it. But it was also another thing where you got to see, like, oh, this song is in this key and all the st- solo stuff's in this key. So mm-hmm. there's there's occasions where the, the two of us, when we would practice together, uh, initially we would, like, miss a couple fills on a couple things where we would always be in the right key, but we'd be hitting the wrong notes. So it wouldn't always sound as harmonious as it should. So, uh, I mean, it was nice to be in the right key, but it was also kind of like, ah, we need to, you know, that, a lot of that was on my fault because I was the new guy. So I'll definitely take the blame for that because <laughs> it's not like I'm going to blame the guy that's been in the band for a while. He messed it up, not me. No, not me. no, it was my fault. Not the new guy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's crazy because it's like you said, you just, you kind of always got to be in, in learning mode. Like if you're going to bounce an idea off somebody um, or if you're going to watch somebody else play mm-hmm. and kind of see the chords that they're using or you know it's like is this band only using power chords or like are they using something a little bit more finesse based and and can i recreate this like in simplicity at my own house or not um one of the things that i when i originally started i started playing open chords on everything before i learned like power chords and punk music and metal music and things like that i was it's all open chords i played at a church mm-hmm. and all that was uh on an overhead projector behind you, there was the words that you were singing, and then above them there were uh, the letters where the chord would change, and you had to just kind of turn around and do it on the fly. And to see where you're playing? Yeah. So yeah. you didn't really, like, I knew how some of the songs went, but it wasn't like there was no one, two, three, four, like your typical music bars up there. You just sang the words, and then when you got to the word... To the word, where the letters the, above it, then you're, yeah, you're switching. And then you them. switched. And so you'd have to kind of just know... It's kind of funny that you say that, though, like, uh, on the internet. Yeah. That's where I'm, like, learning my songs is that format. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And that's, like, the thing where I feel like that was so beneficial to me when I first started learning that, whereas I didn't have the ability... Like, imagine if I'm standing uh, on the left side of the stage and the projector screen's behind me to my right, Mm -hmm. and my guitar neck is pointed to my left. And if I'm going to turn around to kind of see what chords are being played... I can't see my guitar neck. So I had to get so good at playing the guitar that I didn't have to look at my neck. Mm-hmm. And so you had to get to this situation where it's like a D chord is going to be here and a G is here and a D and then maybe this is a C or maybe we'll hit an A or an E minor or something. You know, like whatever they're going to be, you just knew where they were going to be. So you just had to turn around and look and do it when the letter changed mm-hmm. and then your hands just did what they did. So it took me a while to get to that point. To the not looking. Yeah. But once I got that down pat... Um, sight reading music is pretty much just just go for it if i've heard the song once or twice and we have the chords with lyrics i can kind of do most anything just (laughs) on the fly and uh as long as i guess the chords aren't super crazy uh and they don't change too fast in a song i still have to look yeah yeah (laughs) i still have to look but i remember we had a conversation earlier and you're like play in the dark yeah i was like what yeah yeah play in the dark yeah close your eyes play in the dark you'll learn yeah, I mean, you your ear knows what's not a G chord. Yeah, it's not right. going to sound right. Yeah. If you are a fret too high on everything or like a set of strings up, down or something, you'll you're, know. You're you'll know. know. So that's like the benefit is you keep yourself honest and you're actually kind of ear training yourself to play the right stuff yep. anyways. And I, I did play in the dark. I do play in the dark. Yeah. It helps a lot. It does. It helps a lot. It does. Um, and it, it sucks to just be like playing E and then playing A and then just switch between the two in the dark 900 times until it's so easy that you'll never f- mess it up again. Again, ever. Yeah. Yeah. But then you just throw another one. Go E, A, D, E, A, D, and then go D, E, A, and then go D, A, E, and just like switch up the order like and just keep doing them over and over and over and over and over and over again until you just won't mess those up. And you just keep doing it from one chord to the next. And I feel like that's the biggest issue where a lot of kids that I've I've done lessons with, they will learn a new chord, but it's so foreign to switch from chords they know to this new one mm-hmm. that 
they kind of get downtrodden. Uh, a big one would be the F chord, whether or not they're trying to learn like the big bar F mm-hmm. or the uh, little short stubby F that doesn't bar everything off. But uh, it's 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 kind of tough because you just got to be like, just play this F chord, <laughs> f- play the chord that it go- switches from to the F and then from the F away from the F. So if it's like a... Uh, I don't know. You could play like an F, a G, and a C. Uh, so, or, or like if it's a G, F, C. So you play like a G, and then you would play an F directly afterward, and then you would play a C, and then you just go back to the G, F, C, G, F, C, and you just play it over and over and over again. So now your fingers know that when you play this G, this is how easy it is to go to an F. But before, your fingers didn't know that. They knew where yeah. the F was, they knew where the G was, but they didn't know how to travel between the two. I'm kind of stuck on the traveling part too, actually. Well, you think about it this way, like... Uh, you know where Omaha is at, right? But yeah. you don't know how to get there without a GPS. And you've got to <laughs> kind of have this GPS or a map or at least have looked at it or have, you know, so you got to have some exposure to it before you can actually That's travel right. between the two, you know, or let's just pick another place, you know, like Tampa, you know, like you, <laughs> you, you can get to Tampa maybe, but like, are you going to get, take the best straightest route probably possible? Not, probably not with, unless probably you look not. it up and practice first, you know? So that's just one of those things that, practicing does get a little monotonous at times especially when you're practicing the same handful of chords over and over again to mm-hmm. with, you know with no means to an end but that's i guess also the beneficial part where if you can just toss in a song you like yeah. that you want to play that's right and uh you can kind of just you know relieve yourself of the boredom of just playing random chords for no reason at all yeah i got to that point uh the other day S- switching between uh nothing else matters and knocking on heaven's door i'm like you know what I'm done. We're switching to uh, Strawberry Wine. Good old country song. Um, Never heard it. <sighs> okay, I'm bad. I'm bad at music. Okay, Peter. I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. Do you even music? I don't know how to music. <laughs> but uh, putting that country feel into it, mm-hmm. it, it was kind of a breath of fresh air. Um, and I kind of found that uh, country songs are a little bit easier to learn um, when they're slower paced. And uh, you don't have to be so quick about everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fast paced country or like country and western or like yeah. old style country where there's a lot of like a boom, da-da, boom, da-da, mm-hmm. boom, da-da. It's like not as easy as you think. Um, I did lessons with an older lady and believe it or not, that's she's like, this is the stuff I want to learn. It's like, let's do it. She wanted to do some jam nights down in like the Texas area. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did a bunch of lessons and and got her all got her chops up and she you know went down there for the winter and did a couple jam night thingies mm. with some people so it's kind of cool to actually see the people put the work in and, and go and do progress. it and she was like I don't know easily the oldest student I'd ever had and it just goes to show you're never you're never too old to learn something because she'd never didn't had never played a guitar before didn't know anything about just it started out yeah She's and a like, lot of i'm gonna do this and but a lot did. of it was like you she spent so much time on her own learning this mm-hmm. stuff that like by the time she got to a lesson it was pretty much just me reviewing the stuff i told her to do the the previous week and it was like well let's pick a new song because you got this one down and yeah. then before you know it she knows seven or eight songs and God, that's so fun you know yeah. and and from that she now has the ability to go look up any other song she wants to with the chord changes and play it and as play long it. as she's heard it before you know but she also had like a buddy that would bounce the ideas off her where it's like, this is how they play it. And yeah. most of the time you'll find it. But if we would play it in this key, cause it's easier and it's like, Oh, you know, like that's something that might be kind of easy uh, for him to do or, or for her, her friend or whoever, but she might not know how to switch keys on things. Yeah. So, but she also did have like, uh, there's all sorts of apps out there. Like there was one app that if you put the chords and lyrics into something, um, you, or you could import the lyrics and you would put the chords above the words and then you would tell it what key it was in. And if you uploaded audio with it, you could upload a song with it and it would play along with it. And you could just like hear the song and play along with it and have all the stuff right there with you in, really? this, in this app on her iPad. But like, let's say you wanted to put a different one like, oh, Merle Haggard does this in, in G, but you know, so-and-so does it in A. So you upload the, the version with A. You upload the version, uh, it's in the key of A in there, and then you, all you have to do is just go on and, and click this thing and say, we switch to the key of A, and it switches all the chords for you automatically, and it's... Transpose everything? It's pretty nice. Oh. So, I mean, there's there's all sorts of apps and crazy stuff out there that there do... There is. There's everything. But I guess, you know, without the knowledge of how to apply that, that's kind of tough. But we were talking uh, lyrics and chords, and that's pretty much what I used for the uh, Arts Council building... Uh, show that I did because mm-hmm. I I don't have the 
the mental capacity to learn 36 songs um, <laughs> in like two months and then memorize what? all of them and then show up and play them. So I you brought, I, I mean, I could, I guess, but I, not during finals week while doing Just podcasts kidding. and everything. So I, yeah, <laughs> you give me some crap. Oh, somebody out there is making noise. Uh, but yeah, so like what I did was I brought a lot of cheap music with me to kind of mm-hmm. supplement what I needed to do. But I mean, you can see that like, I don't know, like here's Take It Easy by the Eagles was one of the songs I played. It's not very hard. I'm sure you've heard the song. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So you can see that there's not like a ludicrously crazy amount of weird chords in there and how maybe not necessarily difficult that would be yeah so (laughs) this is something i wanted to show you i just pulled out all my my giant stack of music that i played so there's that one here's the joker by steve miller band i'm sure you've heard that who hasn't heard that yeah well there's probably somebody out there that hasn't you're right i'm sorry but there's another one how uh how difficult does that song look to play i could play this song yeah and and you know and it's bare bones entirety i'm i guarantee you you could like uh could play it so like let's see here's uh can't you see by marshall tucker band <laughs> I'm sure, yeah i'm sure you've heard that one think you could play that one? Oh yeah so like this is probably one of my favorite things about guitar is when you f- start to actually like this is <laughs> yeah you didn't know there were this no. many songs you could actually go out no. like uh here's a man who just couldn't cry or the man who couldn't cry it was originally written by loudon wainwright but johnny cash made it popular and i actually sang that song at the at the arts council building if you have never heard it before i recommend looking it up it's a pretty fun song with a really comical um lyric set um but yeah uh luckily well, uh, the t- when I played it was when the building was the most full and people were paying the least amount of attention. So <laughs> it actually went over pretty well. But uh, I actually played an acoustic version of Times Like These by the Foo Fighters, which was not super difficult. Um, See, look at this. What? Yeah, so she's pointing at the tablature <laughs> that like shows what? how to play the the main riff. And that's literally just a D chord. And then you pick up your pointer finger mm-hmm. and and put it down so it's really not not that hard i guess uh, i need if, to uh take some lessons on how to read some tabs uh yeah i mean that's something i could bounce a couple easy easier ones off of you i thought the internet did but, me right uh, there's rambling man by almond brothers it's a little bit more difficult yeah that's a little quick yeah there's a few qu- quick chord changes in that one that uh the first time i played it kind of threw me off um old man by neil young which is a, there's some difficult parts in that one but other than that it's pretty easy i uh i played that one for sure for sure these are fun like looking at these probably a couple of months ago i would have i would have looked at these and it would have been so foreign and now it's like learning how to read right yeah you know yeah like playing guitar like is learning how to read right yeah that's literally all you're doing is learning a different language and the only way the only way to speak it is not with your vocal cords but with this doohickey that's wood and and metal strapped together it's amazing like pretty wild i'm I'm probably like a a kindergartner reader right now all right uh whiskey in the jar by thin lizzie that uh also made popular by Metallica. metallica um before that i think the dubliners did a version of it but there's also this that song is also super old and been done by about a bazillion people that's uh another one that's pretty easy to play for yeah. the most part that would um, be fun can uh, i borrow this uh you can <laughs> uh, you can literally borrow any of these that you want here's for what it's worth by buffalo springfield you might not know it by title mm, which which not, so. not everybody does but once you read the lyrics i'm sure you will Stop. Oh, what's, what's that, that sound? Everybody looks yep. going down. You got it. Okay. So, um, I saw Red by Warrant. That's a pretty awesome Warrant I song really that like I that played. Song too. Uh, it's a lesser popular one that most people don't know, but it's it's actually a really awesome Warrant song, which is I absolutely love the uh the fact that this song is pretty much mostly acoustic and it's a fun song to play. But I, I saw red. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to like pick something from every genre too. So it was like, here's like something from the eighties and here's something from the sixties and here's something from the folk area and here's, you know, here's something just for fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, so there was a Foo Fighters acoustic song in there that I picked out for somebody. <laughs> I did like love song by Tesla so I could get a little finger plucking in there. Um, I mean, Options are endless. I didn't throw this one in there, but I have thrown this one at a couple people who wanted to learn uh, for guitar lessons. Tenacious D. Yep. 
So uh, Tribute would be the song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's another one that, other than an F chord, I'm sure most people could probably actually play that song, uh, whether or not they think they can. And It's uh, if you want to sing the words to it. Yeah, so if there's any beginners out there <laughs> uh, that want to learn some songs, we've definitely named a handful that would be well worth your time to just at least peek into because they're super easy. And all uh, you can, yeah, do it. And all you need to look up for, like, so let's say you want to look up what we're talking about. It's For What It's Worth by Buffalo Springfield. Like, just look up For What It's Worth chords and lyrics on Google and you'll find links to pretty much anything you need. Most of them will be pretty correct. You might need to fish around for a few to find the ones that are correct because everybody thinks that you know everybody thinks their way of playing it is the correct way and, and all i have to say to you is find the one that you think is the most correct and go ahead and play it here's another one you probably know that's way easier than you think i love this song and the song is for all the people that can't see it <sighs> wish you were here by pink floyd that's a good one so good it's so a good one classic. so uh the fun part about that one is learning the like the little intro part that's a little it's not written on there um but you can learn the little intro part pretty easily, actually, because it's mostly just open chord diddling. But here's another one that's not too hard. I did play that one as well at the Rockin', or not the Rockin' Picnic, at the uh, Arts hum- Humboldt Arts Festival. <laughs> that was the Wine Walk, the Sip and Stroll, yeah. which which actually, that place was packed. I was, I don't think I've ever sweated so much playing music really? in front of people. I was just so nervous. I don't know why, but it's, it's just what it is. It's all right. I'm nervous all the time. Like, even if I get, like, super, super great, I really don't know if I'll be able to play in front of people. You know. Stage fright thing. But the other end of that is, like, you you don't always have to. Um, I was talking with Gene Walker, and he was like, there's guys that just come out to jam nights, and they play at jam nights, and then go home, and they never play in front of people at all. Like, any, any other time. time. You know? Like, they don't join a band. They don't go out on the weekends to play. and They just, like, show up, play a couple songs, and then leave. Because that's, that's all they want to do, you I know? I think that would be really fun, too. But a lot of it is... And that's the thing for me. Like, I don't know if I really want to perform, but I want to do this for me, right? Yeah. Sorry if everybody heard me blowing my nose. <laughs> got a little get me got, sick. Got a little cold. So, but <laughs> thanks for uh, braving <laughs> coming over here and sitting across <laughs> yeah, the table with me. <laughs> <laughs> Breathing your air. No oh, man. We're good. But yeah, this is actually like I. Uh, let's see how much we've got recorded into this so far. Probably this was, a decent amount. Yeah, we're uh, we're almost at an hour already. Jeez. Um, so, yeah. So this is kind of just wanted to touch base with you and see what you think about guitar and 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 just make sure that you know as you do this on your own time mm-hmm. and and kind of just want to make sure you still have fun with it because that's one of the things I feel is the most difficult i guess for people first starting out is just continuing to have fun doing what they're doing because it starts out and it's fun you know that's why everybody does most anything i think um i think it's gonna be always fun you think so i do um let me ask you this then so why was there a pause then in between then and now when you were playing Uh, (laughs) we we did discuss this a little bit with the financial situation Uh, i think also because life happened and i had to put some things on hold you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's definitely what happened to me for sure it just uh you know, it just certain things take priority over yeah, others yeah that's right you just don't necessarily feel like putting the time into well sometimes it comes out down to necessity you know mm-hmm. it's uh and then when i mean when things slow down you really have time to kind of sort out what you want to do and what makes you happy mm-hmm. then you pick it up again yeah I've got so many irons in the fire right now. Mm-hmm. Like, it was almost like being sick is a blessing and a curse because you're just like, I get to sleep for once, you know, I get to sleep for more than <laughs> Do six hours in a day. And yeah. oh man, but it's also kind of sucks because you sleep for like 14 hours in a day. And mm-hmm. You're like, I didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have a happy medium in there. Yeah, it's it's tough. I haven't seen the Three Finger Betty guys, it seems like in you know weeks. Um, I had to not go down for practice this weekend. Uh, all I gotta say is I hate being sick and obviously someone got me sick, Mm -hmm. so I don't want to get anybody else sick. And unfortunately it happens sometimes, but, uh, I'm not going to go to work and, and slobber all over keyboards and mice and, and pass documents (laughs) from desks to desk and be like, here's this snotty, whatever. And they're going to be like, thanks. We'll get that out right away. Appreciate you. Yeah. So I'm not going to do any of that stuff. And, uh. 
I hope they appreciate the fact that I stayed clear because I don't really know if anybody wants to deal with whatever I'm dealing with. I I also know I don't. Nobody at all. No, I don't like taking cold medicine either. That's. I I see your Alka Seltzer cold and flu right there. Yeah, you can see it right here. But I I had to. I guess I had to finally cave in and do it. But I'm still only taking half the recommended dosage because I'm. Because. Yeah, because I'm hard ass. No, I don't know. Because I'm stupid, I guess, maybe. I just, I'd rather suffer. <laughs> no, no. But uh, I just want to say thanks again for uh, swinging on the podcast. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I know it's probably a very um, pressure-filled situation when you first sat down oh, yeah, thinking sure. about how uh, I've done 39 of these with, uh, you know, about 35 plus musicians, some of and which are all great. Yeah. Some yeah. of which are in like the Iowa rock and roll hall of fame. Some of which, uh, like went to school specifically for music. Some people are lesson people. Some people like make instruments like Kirk Bricker. I was thinking about him the other day. Oh man. I, uh, I gotta get my hands on one of his cigar box guitars. Those things look so fun. It was so cool to have, you know, him come over and, and, play some guitar for me yeah. with, you know something i had no realm of understanding about you know until he explained it all to me and even then it was like still something new you know <laughs> well that's all right i'm not gonna hang my head you know yeah with the my famous <laughs> predecessors <laughs> i'll hold my head up high no this, so. is, this is a great thing and, yeah. uh, you know it's a jog down memory lane for me and i'm sure other people as well because you know the way that you started playing guitar is not the same as you know exactly the same mm-hmm. as mine or as or as anybody else's but there's parallels you know like when the way i learned was i would go and look up tabs if they had them online but there was almost never like tabs with recordings to listen to or like pro tabs or or uh, anything like that um there was no youtubes and things like that especially but you know my predecessors growing up to learn stuff they would throw an lp on find the song they wanted pan everything to the left speaker and then they were like that's angus young sound and then they pan it all to the right speaker and be like that's malcolm young and you would have to recreate what was on the speaker just by hearing it and that's like that's, that's insane mm-hmm. that's insanity and that's yeah. where a lot of people you had to you had to be able to be like all right he plays this chord this chord and this chord which means it's in this key which means that every all the other chords you're probably going to use are going to be these ones so you can figure out where to go from there and you know way more knowledgeable about the patterns and and picking stuff up on the fly than the kids of today i would have to say kind of jealous of that in a sense yeah, yeah. um yeah, they had to work for it uh the people that are older that play music are definitely the people that are more well-versed i would definitely have to say yeah, absolutely they might not always be the shredders or the flashy people out there with like smoke machines and lights and stuff but they know what they're doing. I mean, they do know what they're doing. Yeah. It's humbling to sit down next to them and just be like, you're so good at this. And they're just like, Mer. <laughs> like <laughs> They just like almost don't care how good they are. It's right. pr- it's pretty wild. Uh, it's really humbling for sure. Because, you know, I would have to say almost every single person I've interviewed more talented than me, you know, and it's, it's maybe not outright, but they know how to do stuff I don't know how to do. Me and, too. And it blows me. <laughs> <laughs> and it blows me away. Like even if I can do some of the stuff that they can do, that's, it still comes down to every person. You're always in learning mode. We talked about this. Like you sit down and you, every time you're at a show, it's like, this guy's doing stuff I've never done. You know, they're playing things I've never played. They're putting chords together. I've never done or heard or tried before. They're playing beats. I've never, you know, whatever it happens to be, they're doing it. And it's, everything's a different beast. Like you were talking about playing country music. It's Mm -hmm. different. Like, Oh, it's different. yeah, Yeah. Like, ska music totally different you know metal is different than just playing open chords and singing you know it's it's all different i don't think there is ever a uh, a lack of things to learn no oh man um once you start peeling the onion back you start to realize how deep everything is too mm-hmm. where you're just like oh man <laughs> i just like ska is always one that i always turn back to i got the basics of ska down but if you wanted me to play a ska set with a ska band oh my gosh i would struggle bust that so hard um it would take a lot of learning and a lot of gear changing in my own brain to try to figure out what's going on um all the time as opposed to just playing what somebody told me to play when they told me to play it learning mode yeah yep and you know you're nobody ever stops learning no matter what you're doing you get a new job you're always learning you Mm -hmm. like everything you do you're always learning one of these kids i I have give lessons to was kind of like you know i don't get how you know some people can just be so good at everything and 
And I was like, well, you know, some people, like, the older people just seem to be like, oh, I just did some plumbing today, and then I'm doing some electrical work, and then it's, um, like, and it's like, how do you know how to do all this stuff? Well, I just went out and did it, you know. Like, just, I just did it. Yeah, you just got to go figure it out, and trial and error. That's right. And nobody, best- nobody got good overnight. No. Oh, God, no. You know? And that's the thing. I'm learning. I'm struggling with it, too. Um you're not you're not gonna learn overnight no but there are those sweet spots that you hit when you first start playing that you're like "Ah, i like this like even if you start to play it you know nothing else matters if like you just play that you know every time you pick up the guitar the first time you pick it up for a year it's like this is the thing that makes me happy (laughs) i love it it too you know i was talking about that with gene walker when i first started picking up the guitar it was just like yeah i'm gonna pick this thing up and e power chord (laughs) distortion and loud and just do it yeah it just makes me feel good you know and uh that's one of those things that i think every single one of us when we pick up the guitar there's that one thing that we can do that's just like yeah this makes this just just puts me in a good mood makes me feel all right and i'm glad i'm doing it (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah, this is uh I mean, we've covered almost an hour. I'm sure with an intro and an outro, um, I can probably fill an hour. So I want to say thanks again for yeah. sitting down thanks and joining for me. me. Yeah, um, I can definitely send you some links to that music or let you borrow it and copy it. I'm sure you've got a copy or whatever. So pretty sure like that's where I'm going to. What just doing the chords and lyrics yeah. and yeah, yeah that's I what mean, I find. Well, the crazy thing is you can just listen to the radio after a while and be like, this doesn't sound like they're playing 400,000 chords and just shredding the crap out like of it. I could I probably could play this. And then you just start to figure out, like, I'm going to bookmark this in my head. And then yeah. when you get to somewhere where you're at, you you Google the song with chords <laughs> and lyrics. You're like, I could totally play this thing. <laughs> you know, like that was one where it was like, we had talked about this uh, back in the day with uh, Joe Satriani, I believe. Mm-hmm. And that was a song that... Uh, is it easy to play? No way. But the basic chords to play it are pretty easy. So you can actually kind of dumb the song down and play it. And I I did. And it, it works. It yeah. sounds okay. So, yeah, it's definitely doable even with, with some difficult songs. Because they got to use bass chords to make everything sound the way it does anyways. But that's just uh, what it comes down to. I'm kind of glad that, you know, we had this little talk and you, you know. I feel like you're on the up and up, even if you're just <laughs> learning on your own and doing it all yourself. It's you're, crazy. Yeah. You like, like like what you're doing. Yeah. Like we said about learning mode, you know, mm-hmm. it it's fortunate that you get to learn at something that you're very passionate about. Like, I think that's the most exciting for me. Yeah, totally. So. But I also, also feel like, not to downgrade that even a little bit, but you should also learn about things you don't like. Like what? Um, literally anything. You should open yourself up to both <laughs> sides of the coin. So, like, I, I don't know. Not that I don't like it, but I'm not good at playing guitar or not good at playing the drums. And I, I always wanted to, so I bought a drum set. And I've been kind of learning, but I still need to learn more. And that's something mm-hmm. that because I'm not good at it, I just kind of avoid it. And it's kind of how I felt about art. Like, I suck at art, but visual I'm doing it. visual art or yeah, like auditory yeah. art. No visual art. Yeah, and. Uh, I'm doing it. Yeah? Yeah. There's no other way to get better than other than to you try. You just got to do know? it. Just yeah. do it. Yeah. I, f- I feel like that is like half the battle is like just literally doing anything and then... Like it doesn't matter if you're shitty. Yeah. Because everyone's going to be you, shitty the you have, first time you they gotta do it. You got to do it for one time. You got to do it first. Yeah. And if nothing else, you get a story and then everybody's right. going to have their... Everybody that succeeds has got a story and you don't have to succeed to have a story either, but nope. you're going to end up with one and that's what you're going to... Maybe you just got to learn and go out and try stuff and figure it out and uh, have fun doing it if you can, because that's, that's mm-hmm. like half, I guess it's the battle is just enjoying it. And I feel like you've got your head screwed on straight in that fashion. So that's, yeah. that's a good deal. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's end this thing and I'll slap an intro and outro on it. And All we'll right. get this thing posted on Thursday. So thanks, Hannah. I appreciate mm-hmm. you joining me. <laughs> All right. I want to say thanks to our guest, Hannah, for joining us on the podcast. You know, it's, uh, it's not an easy thing to come out on a podcast that's made for musicians and such and uh, to be a beginner and then jump in on all that stuff. So huge shout out to Hannah for doing that, uh, you know, letting us all know some of her, I guess, some of the things she's struggling with playing guitar. And uh, you know, if anybody wants to contact her, uh, I will put her links down below if she allows me to. I'm just going to I'm gonna have to ask her first. But uh yeah, if, if there's any links down below, go ahead and uh, give her you know give her a wave, poke her on Facebook or whatever. Do people still poke people on Facebook? I'm not sure if that's a thing anymore. But you can go ahead and tell her hi, tell her you liked listening to her on the podcast. You know, give her the thumbs up, 
uh, all, all the good stuff because that's that's what we're all about here is supporting everybody doing all the good stuff speaking of supporting people you can go to www.audiblefarm.com and you can find links to everywhere you can listen to us I mean we're on iHeartRadio we're on Spotify uh, tune in you can tell your Alexa to play the Audible Farm podcast app and it will that's pretty pretty wild stuff uh, you know, you can find us pretty much anywhere uh, at www.audiblefarm.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. There's links to all that stuff there as well as a nice little email form. So you can email me and let me know if you want to try and hop on the podcast. We can make our schedules work out, uh, especially if I'm not feeling under the weather like I am this week. It was kind of a difficult uh, difficult week laying around on the couch. I, I know it sounds glorious from the outsider's perspective, but it's not as awesome when you're the one that's kind of stuck on a couch. So uh, glad I didn't get anyone else sick, or at least that I know of, maybe. So uh, unless it's maybe Hannah, who first sitting across the table from me, we're doing a podcast. So I hope Hannah doesn't get you know fatally ill like I almost felt like I was. But anyways, you can go to the uh, audiblefarm.com and, and fill out that form there and, and send us an email, and, and we'll get in contact with you, and maybe we can do a podcast. I'd love to. It'd be awesome. I want to say thanks to the Iowa Podcast Network for doing all the work they're doing for me and all the other podcasters in Iowa. I love what they're doing for us. As a matter of fact, the website that we have, uh, if you go to www.audiblefarm.com, uh, the Iowa Podcast Network set that up. So a uh, huge tip of the cap to Michelle for doing that. Thanks, Michelle. You can see her in a podcast I did with her uh, a while back and find links to her podcast as well. It's super funny. You should check it out. Uh, Leave us a review if you're listening on on, uh, iTunes. And uh, if you're not listening on iTunes, I bet you could probably still leave us a review if you wanted to. Otherwise, you can just go to Facebook and leave us a review. Uh, You know, it just helps me kind of gauge what I'm I'm doing here. And it kind of helps the algorithms out a little bit, too. So if you do that, I appreciate it. If not, uh, just thanks for listening. I want to say thanks to Hannah for... You know, joining me on the podcast once again. It was it was a great time uh, sitting down talking with her. Hope I didn't get her sick. Um, I didn't cough directly into her face while we were interviewing. So I think we should be good, but we'll we'll see, we'll see. So uh, I want to say thanks again to everybody that listened. And I also want to say that next week you can find another awesome episode of the uh, Audible Farm podcast. So we'll check you next week, everybody. Thanks for tuning in this week. Peace.